0: to the bay it's a monday i'm in transit don't try this at home on i-81 just south of jmu so if you're out on the roadway and you want to come out and wave to the bachelio express come out throw money it's next level Bino jeff Henderson. good morning to you sir how you doing
1: Good morning, Tony B. I'm doing well and uh, hopeful. hoping you have uh, safe travels today and we
0: have a good show. Nothing but safe travels and nothing but a great show. Brian Hartman on the wheels to steal, as he will remain for the next uh, little piece. We've got a ton to talk about today and very little time to get there. I'm excited to be with you. You should be excited to be with us. I'm pumped. You should be pumped. There's a lot to talk about media days tomorrow for um the uh vols very very exciting this is uh this is what it's all about my good friend and what it's all about is where we are that's what it's all about Bino jeff henderson uh, how was your baseball slash sports weekend uh it
1: was a mixed bag tony i thought the yankees played it's good to have judge back they Played well in the first two games of the series, and then uh, Seve just came in there and gave him zero chance to, to win the series last night. So uh, disappointing end to uh, what was a good series.
0: Ricky Ricardo hosts an overnight show in Philadelphia. Uh, he's your Spanish announcer. You're not familiar with his work, but uh, he's the guy that's really does the really famous Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, calls in Espanol, but he's the Yankees announcer. You've heard him, because he's filled in for uh, John Sterling a time or two. Anyway, he's a really gifted broadcaster. He was talking about... Yeah, yeah. he was saying Severino is atrocious on national television. He said when he goes out there in these ESPN games, for whatever reason, the guy gets nervous, whatever it is. He said he's atrocious in those games.
1: Well, he's just lost right now, Tony. He's... uh, He's... In his last seven outings, he's had two that were representative. The, the others have just been disasters.
0: You can take solace in the fact, though, Bino, that you guys are in the wild card race. Because the truth is, the wild card race is an introduction to mediocre baseball teams getting into the postseason. Which is what my sillies are, which is what your Yankees are. and you can, And you can still win a world championship very much you can still win a world championship for mediocrity or you can at least get to the world series but uh at any rate we have a lot to discuss today very little time to get there orange throat set the agenda today he also set it on friday and uh, i want to do that um first thing i want to do though is i want to thank the great bill claiborne and and his fine folks for having us out at the Tallytown Festival with Bill Claiborne and the people of La Follette. Really did a first-class job over the weekend putting on a really, really great festival. It was a pleasure and a privilege to uh, go up there and play music and hang out with some folks and get to meet some people in the community. And uh, just was a really great kickoff to the weekend. So, kadoos uh, to Bill Claiborne. You know, uh, there are several several ways we're going to take today's show. One of those is Orange Throat did a thing on Friday regarding the fact that right now we're in, we are the picture of stability. It is a sporting utopia right now uh, in America's college sports city. Somebody emailed me the other day, I think it was this guy, Milky Bone. Milky Bone, Bino, Milky Bone email and said, where, where do you guys get off calling yourselves America's College Sports City? And I said, Danny White did it. And if Danny White does it, it's good enough for me. Bino, do you consider where we're living America's College Sports City?
1: I always have, Tony.
0: Damn straight. I didn't need Danny White to tell me that. America's college sports city, Milky Bone. He says, Well, I'd rather be uh, in Baton Rouge. I'm like, Well, you live in Colorado. So, I mean, wh- you know, wh- what are you, what are you, kidding? It'd be like me saying, coming on the air and saying, Well, you know, Philadelphia is a really livable city. Really? You don't live there? Well, of course I don't live there. I got a brain. Why would I live there? Let's move along, though. By the way, uh, if you want to get in, eight two is the number. We will take calls as we go today, and see. This is the fun part of my deal is that I am going to jump in and out. We should have good coverage though, because we're near some big cities. So, no promises, no demands. Uh, but Orange Throat wrote a piece, and then he also wrote another good one today about all the things that are going on in America's College Sports City, including the fact that, keeping with our Italian theme from Friday, and and this kind of slipped my mind, Bino, the basketball team's in Italia. How excited, Bino, are you and Brian, while we walk up to the football season, to get a look-see at our basketball team in Italia, uh, Dalton Connect, and some of the new guys. Are, are you all excited
1: or not at all? Uh, it is. Um, <clears throat> I, I I love to get an opportunity to see the new guys come on, Tony. It's something that we used to get an opportunity to do a little bit in in the Rocky Top League that we don't get to see anymore. So, uh, you know, that it's it's an it is an opportunity to check out uh, some of the new blood, and there's a lot of it. On Tennessee's
2: basketball roster, I'm excited for the
3: Tubbs to get a chance to hobnob with the team over on the steps of the Great Coliseum in Rome. And well, the good thing is, Brian,
0: while you're joking around at their expense, and I love those two; they're they're super fans. One and two, they're like a super fan Warlitzer from the Sixers, who always sits courtside. A super fan Larry, as I like to call him. I'll say this to you guys, you know, at the end of it all, the thing, I, the thing I'm going to take from this trip is I want to see some of this great hardware, and these games are going to tip off in the middle of the afternoon, which means we're going to have some hoops to watch over the next couple of weeks. I'll get the schedule, but it's not a bad gig. Not a bad gig, guys. I'll look at it,
1: Bino. Will you look at it? Because I will look at it. I'll probably glance at it, Tony, and see what's going on over there. Tennessee plays three games. Brian on has 10 day trip. Three games. That's right. That's right. That's right. Brian has volunteered,
0: Bino, to do some spurt. spur of the moment Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime bean star, which which Brian. That is a wonderful thing for you to volunteer, and I'm taking it under consideration, Brian. I got to tell you that. That
3: is uh, the thank you so
0: much. Well, see, you were thinking it, telepathy. I can read your mind, Gordon Lightfoot. You one of your favorite singers. Brian's a big Gordon Lightfoot guy. May he RIP. So it is eight past the hour. It is absolutely outstanding. We're going to break it down scientifically with you. Here's the deal. Bino, we are in a period of peace and tranquility right now in Tennessee sports like we've never seen. But one one issue remains the same. One item remains the same. And that's what? That change is around the corner. You know, and... Throde, wrote a really interesting piece, and he asked asked the following. We're going to kind of do a twist. He put odds on who will be the first to leave the Isle of Wight, not to be confused with the festival that The Who played back in the day and Jimi Hendrix played the Isle of Wight. But this is the Isle of Danny White. And Danny White's not going to be the first to leave the Isle of Wight. Will it be Kelly Jolly Harper? Will it be Barnsey? Will it be Josh Heupel? Uh Will it be Tony Valtello? And then if you could rank them in order, will it be Donde Plowman? Will it be the university president? If you,
2: on
0: the least, the least likely to bowl... Likely to bowl uh and, uh and then the uh uh last, least likely to bolt uh, i would love to i would love to hear from you but we're going to get into that today uh as we go on your programa that gives you more and bino's thought about it and, and we're going to let bino uh, break it down scientifically for you plus for makes the point that all eyes are going to be on Bazooka Joe, who's really a media fascination, his arm strength and all that stuff. and But there's really a perfect, perfect opportunity here for Nico to grow in this first season. And I wonder how excited people are to see Nico. I want to throw that out there as well. How excited are you to see Nico... And Throat makes a really good point about Josh Heupel. And, and, and Bino, you would even agree with this. Johnny Majors and Filmer, because they were they were from the old school, and Filmer learned under Majors, those guys did not play backup quarterbacks unless they absolutely had to. And when they played them, they would hand the ball off. They wouldn't let them run the offense the way Heupel does. Do, do you agree with that, Bino, that both Majors and Filmer were from that cloth
1: uh, yeah, I think that was the times, Tony. I think that's more the way it was done then. And as as a as a courtesy, if you had a big lead, you just basically didn't score any more points. So even if you put them in there, uh, you you basically didn't let them play.
2: Speaking of letting them play, so I'm yeah. Bennett, Bennett Warren, a top one hundred offensive tackle, has committed to Tennessee.
0: Boom! Boom! X tomorrow, we'll have a full report on that, and a full report on Tennessee football recruiting is coming your way tomorrow over at tclub.team. Today we dropped it right on you. Today we talked about all eyes being on Bazooka Joe. We talked about how it's great for Nico. A little bit of Tennessee hoops. Dr. Danny is dealing. Georgie Boy Quarles is coming to Neyland. I think it's a real crime that Georgie boy Quarles Bino never got a chance in major college football with his coaching acumen. Uh, he's at East Tennessee State right now, and that's fine. But I'm talking about when you think about the fact that Derek Dooley and Butch Jones were at the helm of our program, you can't tell me that George Quarles isn't a better football coach than those two guys, Bino. Put together. Put together, Bino.
1: Put together. Oh, no, there's no question about that, Tony. And uh, you you can you know you can throw Pruitt in there as well. Um, those yep. There's no way those three guys had the tools to be a head coach uh, that George Quarles had. No way.
0: And we knew we knew the guy could recruit from his work over there too. Tony. In Maryville. All right, let's. Let's do this. we come back on the other side, I love Georgie Got Boy. You know, that's a really good point. I was starting to worry if X was going to send in his, uh, this Elon Musk guy is a real treat and a treasure now. He is a real treat. God knows what that's going to look like in three months, but it won't be profitable. I can promise you that. That guy, need, that guy needs to stick to cars and stick to his goofy space program maybe get in the submarines too uh while he's at it we come back on the other side i want to hear from you at 865-200-5402 how excited are you to see nico i'm excited to see i'm not gonna to lie to you and throaty is right when tennessee gets an opportunity for instance, in that Virginia game, if Joe Milton plays the way Joe Milton is supposed to play, in the middle of the third quarter, Nico, I'm never going to leave you, is going to be in that game. Do, do you uh, do you smell la, 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 what I'm cooking on this Monday, Bino? I hope Nico's role
1: is really similar to what Milton's was last year. Uh, that that'll mean Joe's getting the job done, and and that'd be the best thing for us all around.
0: Well, I want him in there, and I want him running the offense, which is what I love about Coach Height. I, you know, look, you want to stop me? Stop me. Tony Elliott could have had this job, had had it a couple times, and literally could have put us all. You imagine going, from that, going from that goofball we went from to this guy, Bino. Can you imagine how boring Tony Elliott would have been here?
1: Uh I'm glad I didn't see it, Tony.
0: I mean, I gave Milky Bone a shout out earlier. How about Milky Toast? Where's Milky Toast when you need him? All right, let's do this. I want to get Bino's thoughts on who's the who are his, who's his Odds on favorite to be the first off the aisle white. And then I want to hear from you at 865-200-5402. I've got two of them. I've got two of them that are pretty much the favorites. A couple are entrenched. A couple are kind of interesting. The administrative deal is always kind of interesting because you never know in that world what's brewing or brewing, but I like to say brewing. We'll come back on the other side. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you want to join, scientifically is what we do here, and and unlike the women's national team, I actually put my hand over the heart and actually sing the words to our national anthem when I hear it. What are they doing? You are in a you're in foreign land. Look. You want to talk about our dirty laundry amongst each other? Do it with us. Do it internally. Don't take don't take my business over there into somebody else's family. I mean, they are borderline repulsive. That is unbelievable, Andy. I said to get that off my chest. That really aggravates me. Sports are no place. It's no. You got no place for that. You wanted equal pay to the men. You got equal pay. Well, what, I mean, what's what is it now? Everything's a gripe. Ma, run What you gonna do? We come back on the other side. It's, it's Bino Italia, Baciglio, Brigno, Boyo, Hartminio, The Vols are in Italia. Richie boy. Barnzio, one of you likes to call him Richie Boy, Bruinzio, have it your way. He's Al Bruinzio. We're going to come back on the other side. Anthony is chauffeuring me up I-81 as we speak. This is a convoy of ideas the, today. The Tubzio. Uh, a con- Brian's got the Tubzios in his. Brian, that is locked into your alleged mind. And we will continue on the other side after this.
3: Spread the word
0: and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones.
11: Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. Wanna give y'all a little look-see. We
4: raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition
11: for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road.
8: That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information.
2: Gypsy Kings featuring Tonino Baleardo return to Nashville Balea. with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. To me, to me. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at t pac Andrew Jackson Hall. Balea.
12: Balea. Balea.
2: For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaleardo.com Allowed Loud Live production.
6: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia.
0: But chill, back with you on the one, the only. It is the only, it is the only one. All right, Bean Joe, Jeff Henderson, do you want to do your picks on coming off the island or X, unpacking our latest commitment? I'm going to make this a ladies' choice, and then we'll go to the phones.
1: Uh, let's go with X, unpacking our latest commitment.
0: Tennessee's latest commitment, ladies and gentlemen, is an offensive tackle by the name of Bennett Warren from Christian Academy High School in Fort Bend, Texas. He chooses Tennessee over 35 other schools. It came down to, at the end, a list of four, but really a list of two. He had Texas a Michigan, Oklahoma, Tennessee at the end. It really came down to Michigan or Tennessee. It was a deal where his parents apparently wanted him to go to Michigan for academic reasons which, hey, I, you know, we we all get that, whatever, Michigan, great school, blah, blah. Tennessee's a great school, too. Here's what uh, Exie wrote about um, this Warren kid. He's got the size and athleticism to play early in the SEC. He's Six, seven, and one half bean star. 330 pounds. Plays on his high school basketball team as well. I love multi-sport athletes. Always have. Uh, throws a shot put thirty-seven feet. The discus one hundred and two ten last season. Um. X writes. I know very little about track, but those are impressive numbers anyway. At least they are to him. A novice, maybe that, maybe that's just you know to you, you know. Try, I know nothing. Is that impressive to you, Bino? That uh, let's get off in the weeds here. That 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 this guy is six seven. He plays basketball and he can throw the shot put thirty seven feet in the discus a hundred and two feet ten inches. Does that mean anything to you, Bino?
1: Uh, it's impressive to me, Tony, that uh, he he did all of that. He played something uh, in in every season of a high school. Uh, year.
0: Well put. Most of his game experience is at right tackle. X continues. He was named All-State last season. His team won the Division II Championship, Texas Association of Private and Parochial Schools. Right tackle, X uh, goes on to say, is very, very difficult to play in the SEC, arguably one of the easier positions to transition to, though, for younger, less experienced players. Yet another Tennessee commitment who is clearly the most impl- impressive player on the field when you watch his video. Tennessee now sitting on 19 commitments. And X continues, this recruiting class has an opportunity to close with difference makers, turning a very good class into an outstanding class. There is simply no need for Tennessee fill out the remaining spots in the class with marginal prospects. He says, difference makers or forgot about it. The rest of the way, we keep our Italian theme going today. Difference makers or forgot about it. All right, Beano Jeff Henderson, who's the first? Rank me the first couple to either get the Iggy or give themselves the Iggy as we continue our Italian theme. And, Bino, what is the Iggy for the uninitiated? Don't follow the mob.
1: Uh, Tony, you got me there. I'm not sure what the Iggy
0: is. What do we call it, Bina, when somebody gets the, uh, you you know, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the, you know, when it's time to do away with uh, somebody in the mob, what do they call that? I thought it was called giving them the Iggy, Bina. Huh? Whack. They got whacked. Whack. That's what I call Brian Hartman after that first segment i call him whacked. Hey, all right, the, uh, so. the new commit must not have liked the chicken fingers and hot dogs for the
3: presentation of food up in Ann Arbor. That's gone viral.
0: Yes, no doubt about it, Bri. Must not be a chicken finger and a hot dog guy. A
8: plain hot dog.
0: Um, all right, we're going to go to the phones here. Beano... Who is the first, in your humble opinion, the first two, rank them for me, that you think will come off the aisle white uh, the quickest? And if you want to elaborate, uh, go for it. I've got Kelly
1: Jolly Harper, number one, Tony. I I just think she's going to be held to a standard higher than she'll be able to produce to. Um, So I've got her first. Uh, I've got Rick Barnes second uh nothing to do with his jobs i think he's as secure as he can be i think he can coach here as long as he wants to coach here i just think he's the one that's at the point of his career where he's the most likely to retire and the least likely to get another opportunity uh that's that is attractive to him because i just don't think they're going to reach for a guy at his age
0: now, Therode, uh had, at uh, one of the top, he had Donde Plowman because she's grossly underpaid for what she's accomplished here. I don't think, though, they let her walk out the door. I just don't. I think she's the, I think she's the queen on the throne. She, she's got the keys to the castle, so to speak. Um, she's got to be, I mean, you talk about somebody supernova hot after her navigation of the NCAA stuff. But being to almost say, you know, offhand, I I agree with your one and two, and for that reason, what would be really interesting is if that Lady Vol job opens this next time around, will Danny White, who's pretty progressive, right? I think we all agree on that, that he's pretty innovative. Would he consider a man for that job? There are a lot of successful male coaches in that deal right now like the guy at uh the guy at louisville wanted the job behind the scenes but filmer didn't want to deal with him and they didn't want to pay him but now we're paying silly i mean we're paying silly money to baseball coaches now do you believe bino they would can, you've been around here longer than me do you and you go way back to the days when you remember pat summit doing the laundry and driving the bus i mean that you were on the campus back then do you believe, Bino, they would consider a man to do that job?
1: I, I think that Danny White will consider a man. I, I think Fulmer was probably in a pretty tough spot uh, in that he had been here throughout that history. Um, and, uh, you know, he also came from an era when it, it was kind of let's appease the women's side and, and move on with yep. things here. I, I think Danny White will will... I think he, when the time comes, he'll hire who he think, who he thinks is the very best uh, women's basketball coach available, uh, regardless of gender.
0: So we're in an era of absolute peace and tranquility, which I embrace. But I agree with Bino. The first two that are going to come off the board, if you just look at it, are Kelly Jolly and Rick Barnes, and I, I think with Barnes, I, I think Barnes has probably two more seasons. Would be my guess. Uh, he's kind of whispered that in some people's ears around the community, and, and I don't, and I don't uh, see any reason to not think that's not the case. He's got a loaded basketball team this year, absolutely loaded. Uh, they have been the Vols have been very active in that transfer portal. They've kind of loaded up with this year's team, and he's got Triple J back. I mean, so much so that Chris Ludlam saw the writing on the wall. Uh, you know, before the fall, he saw the writing on the wall when there wasn't even any Hollywood. And he said, I'm getting out of here. But let's go to the phones. 865-200-5402. And I will get the calls as they come in. And we'll begin with a guy named PJ. PJ, welcome in. You are the first caller. Maybe a new, maybe a new caller here, PJ. PJ, welcome in. Uh, on a day where I ask, uh, who will the first coach be off the island, the Isle of Wight?
12: Happy Monday, gentlemen.
0: Hey, PJ, appreciate you calling. You first time caller? First time. Well, good to hear from you, buddy. Hey, Don't like be that, nervous. You know-
12: I'd like to ask Bino a question. How did he keep the Yankees game tell the tel- the game last night? Did he did he make it to the top of the
1: second? Uh, I I watched it all the way through, Paulie, and I uh, um, I I really appreciate your text this morning, Tony. I'm now to the point. I mean, it's bad enough the Braves are good enough where I have to listen to all this garbage from my Braves buddies. Now I got godforsaken Cub fans. Texting me, hazing
0: me. I like well, I like hey, 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 I like the Cub fans. Hey, the Cub fans are riding high right now, Bino, because they're in quote unquote, quote unquote, quote unquote, they're in playoff contention in the National League with about ten other absolute pure junk pile baseball teams, including my Phillies. You want to talk about a junk pile? Flick over the standings and look at the National League standings right now, the wild-card standings. It's repulsive. It's repulsive. And what this guy, what the Phillies shortstop is doing is repulsive. This Phillies manager that we got off your bench, Bino, is an absolute disgrace. This Rob Thompson guy, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started on baseball right now, Bino, because I'm going to cut a promo. (laughs) Hey, Bino, I know you like doing
12: over-unders, okay? I got an over-under for you to establish. When when Tony says, the, from now on, when Tony says, all right, let's get to the phone, is uh, how many more? Whoa, 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 wait, whoa, whoa. Wait, hey,
0: PJ, 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 PJ you, must not, you must not know this. We don't talk about the host in terms of the amount of time it takes him to go to the phones on here. That's not now you're a first time caller, so you don't know f- caller decorum. But we generally on this show, if we want to have lengthier phone calls, we don't engage in that. But if okay, you want to continue your thought to waiting. be no there but whoa whoa, 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 whoa. If you whoa 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 whoa, whoa. if you want to continue your thought to be no, you can do that, but you're gonna do so at your own risk. Do you understand me, PJ?
12: Yes sir I'm I'm just learning. One one more suggestion. Uh, we're talking about the next coach Kelly Harper or whoever to leave Tennessee. And I think I think Tony you said it probably be Kelly Harper or Bruin
0: or Barn. No, Bino said that. Bino said that. Bino said well, I... Bino what was your order again? You I think Bino you had what was your order again Bino?
1: I had uh... Kelly Jolly Harper first, and uh, Rick Barnes second. I would have to go against my friend Brino, because if uh, if
12: Northwestern football is going to pay Bruins a buyout, he'd be gone tomorrow, boys. Have a good day.
0: And he's going to do, do what, Coach Football? Was that people? That,
1: that, 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 that was a lot of voice and tact there. Matter of fact, I started to put Rick Barnes Phil- last off the island uh just to uh just to get under his skin after that text he sent me this morning.
0: Let's get Philly in here who's up next with us. Philly, welcome in.
13: What are you doing,
8: hey, Philly. How you and Dino and uh Ryan doing? We're good, Philly. Down Blessed down. day, baby. It's kinda hard to follow the Polish one, you know. Was that who that was, Phil? Yeah, I was the Polish one. All right. Oh, I didn't know to, that. You know, play ga- he likes to play games.
1: He's coming We're to the right place.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with, uh, with Ollie. I think Harper will be the first one to go. in Barnes. Uh, I mean, Harper going to do anything this year. I mean, the lot, the it'd be pretty much cast that she's never going to do anything here. Period. Well, and one has
0: to wonder what doing something is here. What do you what do you think about what is doing something here for, for the for the Lady Vols these days? Um, Bino, you know, what do you think the or Brian Hartman? You follow it more than anybody, and I watch it all the time at Laura, it's something we do together, but I'm just not that familiar with what the expectations are. Brian, you're a little more immersed in it. What are the expectations for uh KJHS year, Brian? Because she's got two behemoths in her league, she's not going to win her league with the team she has. She's not beating that LSU team. She's not beating that South Carolina team. So, what are the expectations, Bry? To get beyond the Sweet Sixteen to have a real look at a real good look at the Final Four would be my explanation and answer. Interesting.
8: Sounds reasonable. Don't uh, what do you all think about the the basketball team? Have uh, you heard anything from your mole over Tony about what they look like? I mean.
0: Philly, the plan right now is to play a bunch of different people, a bunch of different combinations to try some different things, to see if you can come up with an answer at point guard. You know, ZZ, I know that some video leaked out of ZZ shooting a little bit, but he, you know. They got to figure out something um, for early in the season. They've got a rigorous schedule, as we all know, and they've got to figure out some solutions. And that's what they're going to do here. And they're also, I think, we're going to get a really good look at this connect guy. I'll give you some insight. We haven't written about it, but I've been working up a uh, Hoops Tuesday piece that'll drop later this week. They love that kid. I would have thought that that would have been a guy that Barnes is going to feud with. I've been told that he's the first guy in the gym. He's the last guy to leave. He's been extremely impressive. He's bought in very hard on defense. And I think there's a chance our fan base is raving about him after this Italia trip. If he doesn't have too much, not bello. bad. I'd say the key to
8: their team is Fred DeLong. I mean, really, to get, get serious about it. We've got to have a backup point guard or a point guy, guard because I else anybody nobody else on the roster can play point guard except him. Not easy, not hundred percent. That's right.
0: Yeah, that's right. I think that uh, Triple J coming back gives them some optionality with some guys that can kind of flip around. I think you're going to look at some different people. If you remember last year, um, uh, oh god, was why is his name escaping me right now? Who played really well at point guard. I think that's a plan, too. The freshman that played really that? well. Yeah, he was really good at, at at point guard for them last year, Phil, when they tried him.
8: Well, he, he ain't going to get far in the NCAA tournament playing point guard. I mean, he's good for any few minutes here and there, but, you know.
0: He might grow. You don't know. He might grow at it. I think that's what this is for, this trip here.
8: Yeah. Well, What
1: about red, Phil? What little spin out there to read? Uh, it it seems like that Barnes is fairly impressed with Delon, especially at this point, you yeah. know, in in his time here.
8: Yeah, and that JP uh, Estrella is not going to be redshirted; he's going to be playing.
0: Oh, he loves him. That that's an absolute find. That Estrella guy is a find. The guy. Phil, the Phillips kid is the one that's uh, that could be on the the uh, you know the good ship Barnsie. Every every year yeah. there's a freshman that gets on the good ship Barnes, and I he's think he's a guy that's going to get on the good ship this case. year.
10: Yeah, I think that's but, right. Uh,
8: uh, you look at our football team; it looks, it's good. They got that commitment. Now they need to get some of those big horses on the defensive line.
0: Never have enough of those guys, Philly. But they've done really well on the defensive side of the ball. But yeah, you're right. That's that's how you win. That's Georgia stacks them and packs them, and so does Alabama. Exactly. They stack and pack those yeah. rush ends and those D linemen.
8: That's how we beat Alabama last year. And their, their defensive line, we were able to stalemate them. But Georgia's defensive line, we couldn't stalemate them at all.
0: Nope. And that's why Georgia hold, holds the chalice because they got those players.
8: John, you were talking about an administrator leaving first. What about Randy Boyd leaving first? Do you think he might pursue politics again and try to get a national or state office uh, position?
0: You know, I don't know, Phil. And then he's got the baseball team downtown and some of his other interests. You know, the, the thing about it right now is from all the time I've been on the air, this is the, right here is the most stable time that we've seen the stability but you know that's going to change because when you follow sports long enough and you follow anything long enough you know that instability is right around the corner it just always is that what tennessee has done though the team they have in place john compton and his crew could do's to them because they've done a wonderful job putting a great team together
8: well i hope i keep it up uh it does look promising No. Uh- be nice to. They raised over two hundred million dollars in what one year. That's just that's phenomenal to do that.
0: Well, absolutely, Phil. No doubt about it.
8: All right, All right guys, have a good trip, Charlie.
0: Back to the phones we go. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Let's go back to our phones. Get Don in here. Who's up next with us?
8: Don, hey, welcome Don. in. Hey guys. Hey Don, tell you what? I, this before I got on, I, I looked on the internet and seen that commitment from Bennett Warren. It was. Uh, I've been <clears throat> highly anticipating this uh, all weekend, so it made my day pretty quick this morning. I tell you, well, he's a house. Uh, you know, they. Uh, it was Plain, Tennessee and Michigan, as you said, coming down. I was. Looking at the own three-ranking this morning after the commitment, Tennessee's one spot ahead of Michigan, but get this, Tennessee's got 19 commits. Michigan has 26 commits, and they're still behind us. Yeah, I I mean, can imagine remember.
0: that.
1: I can Tennessee remember. is back. Yeah. Go ahead, Pino. I can remember uh, one of X's concerns uh, was – Tennessee signing offensive linemen, uh, and, and they were kind of lagging by – one area they were kind of lagging behind in, and it looks like that they've really picked up some momentum with the last two commitments they got from offensive
8: linemen. Yeah, yeah. That Anderson kid and then this kid. Uh, and just reading some stories while I was listening to the program and waiting to come on, uh, some really good write-ups in two, on 247 and on 3. Um, the uh, you know a lot of a lot of it's, everybody's talked about for a couple of years as rivals uh, recruiting. Well, you know, I wasn't so much looking for ones ahead of them. They're sixth on, on three eighth on uh, two, four, seven. I was looking for ones behind them. When you see Notre Dame, LSU, uh, a lot of the ones that normally right there. Behind you, like LSU's another one that's got more commitments and are like seven spots behind Tennessee. Uh, now it's still all got to play out, but, uh, I, you know, between the uh, wide receivers a couple of weeks ago and now these uh, linemen and everything, it takes a while. Everybody wants instant gratification, but especially that dumpster fire that, that coach Hypo inherited. I don't think anybody really, Danny White had an article I read yesterday that talking about how they were ahead. And I think uh, recruiting-wise, they're ahead of what we should have expected after what we've been through, through the last two coaches, right?
0: Well, I thought it was really telling at the SEC media days that one of the first things Josh Heupel said, and it was just a few days after they were exonerated in the NCAA court of law because they were exonerated, essentially, or they were set free. Uh, and in the in the eyes of the national media types, the past 40s of the world, they were exonerated, which really urinates them off. But the one thing that Heipel said is, and it got buried in, in the middle of a lot of things he said, was now they can't use it against us and hammer us on the recruiting trail because... If I were recruiting against Tennessee, if I were Michigan, and this thing was still hanging over the Vols, I would say to that kid, hey, look, you come here, you'll play in the playoff. And these kids don't know. know, I just said to him, hey, you go there, your first couple years, they're probably not even going to play in the playoffs because they're going to be in NCAA jail. If that's where you want to go play your career, and that's what they were recruiting against. Let's not be naive here. That is yeah. the exact thing that Tennessee was recruiting against, and they still amassed a pretty good class. Now, let's keep it real as well. Tennessee has, through the NIL, through what James Clawson and his guys are doing over there, they've put together a rather formidable war chat mm-hmm. to compete in these circles. But still, with that NCA thing hanging over you, for them to be where they are right now, For them to have the program where they have it right now, have done a better job than what Josh Heupel and his staff have done to this point. It it couldn't possibly be better.
8: Well, true, and like you talking about forty and some of those guys, somebody flashed one on one of the uh, boards yesterday. Farrell and has breaking down like the uh, rankings on wide receivers. Our top right receiver, uh, that he had on over his brew McCoy as the 33rd best receiver. <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't help but just kind of laugh at the idea that, uh, you think there's 32 more out there. And, and it wasn't just that, but it was who some of those receivers were. I'm like, really? I don't think so. Uh, and just like with the whole question about, uh, Hypo's offense and, you know, Jalen Hyatt slipping to the third round. I've been reading some reviews on the Giants, and it seems like Mr. Hyatt is knocking their socks off up there uh, and showing that he's a whole lot more than just the guy that was in Hypo's program. So. Uh, then what Cinco
0: was saying about it, Cinco made the guy sound like he was chopped liver last week, Don. And, and he here said, he goes I'm out and, breaks, he, and he uh, <laughs> breaks the. Yeah. Hey, Beno, hey, hey, did you see how he ran the fastest, uh, like, I don't know, what what did they say he ran, like 45 miles an hour or something?
8: I think it was 24, but it was fast. <laughs> but it's he's receiving, he's been, well, he's shown that he yeah, I got my numbers. Go so it's getting... my just. Dis... Right. Hey, on the way out, um, one comment to. to ah, my, my,
0: the... my dyslexia is kicking in. Yeah, go ahead, Don. <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
8: Well, I was just going to say on, uh, on baseball going out the door, <clears throat> I, I heard what you said there, Bino. you know, you I, know, I, I'm, I'm sorry about you, Yankees, but uh, may not like the Braves, but uh, I have never been as entertained in my life as watching the guys. <laughs> I mean, hey, Don, there's, it's, there's, uh,
1: go ahead you know, it's their GM uh, and their management are, are doing as good a job as, as anyone out there. You know, at Recognizing and and uh, and locking down their their young talented players. I mean, their that 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 franchise is as good
8: as it's been. Yeah, and what's weird, two starters are on the DL. <laughs> uh, they uh, they are hopefully going to get freed back by next weekend. I mean, yesterday they pitched some twenty year old kid I've never heard of, AJ something other. <laughs> uh, they. Uh, But just watch them hit that ball out. You know, hey, I know you guys aren't Braves fans. I'm sure you want to watch Otani and Acuna against each other. That's coming up here in a few days.
1: That's two two special players right there.
8: Boom. Absolutely.
0: Thank you, Don. Good talking to uh, you. Yeah, the This Otani guy, and thank you, Don. This uh, this Otani guy, Bino, the other day, throws a two-hitter. Uh, Thursday, and then the next the in in the first game of a double hitter double header, and then he comes back and hits a home run in the second game. I mean, we've just literally, first of all, baseball's not. I think he hit two homers on game. the forefront of the public consciousness like it once was. Two homers. We have never. We have. We we. It's a shame that this guy lives in an era, exists in an era like the one we're living in right now, because he really deserves to have the nation, the whole sports nation watching him.
1: Well, we, we've never seen anything like him, Tony, um, uh, in, in all the years that we've watched baseball. He's, uh, he, he, he's just a freak. He is a freak. I, I I wish, and I know he can't do it, uh, because it's just too much to ask. Uh, but I'd like to see him play outfield. Um, but I, I know that that's, that's too much to ask of him. I mean, they're already stretching as far as you can stretch one guy.
0: Yeah, you know he's an incredible fielder. We come back on the other side, eight six five two hundred-five four zero two, if you want to get in. Who will be first off the um, off the island? Any thoughts you have as well on the commitment today? On the unbelievable success uh, thus far. Hyatt it, will it translate, but I, I think he ran the fastest time they've ever clocked a receiver at up there in giant camp, which is kind of nutty. Um We'll come back on Farrell's rankings on the on the on you know Tennessee's guys are pretty unheralded in this receiving core and Brew McCoy's not a speedster Don so I, I don't know how far fetched or not that is I haven't really sat down and thought about the whole country but it isn't like he's out there burning people up with his blazing speed I mean he's pretty good though pretty good physical receiver. Brew is a great name for that dude because you try to tackle him and you're going to get bruised up as we take a brief time out we come back hour two on the radio we'd love to hear from you we heard from our first time caller today PJ who joined us we had to bone him up on caller etiquette uh, we continue it's hour two on the radio right after this
3: spread the word and get the app at
0: TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones
13: This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willy, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee.
6: Alert! Alert!
14: Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby. King of the precious stones for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern, and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
2: July is Beef
15: Month in Tennessee, recognizing one of the state's largest and most important industries. Our state's 37,000 cattle producers are contributing to the state's economy, conserving natural resources, and providing a high-quality protein for people to enjoy. The Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our beef farmers for their commitment to producing a healthy and sustainable food choice. Beef is a good source of 10 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, iron, and zinc.
11: Join us in celebrating July Beef Month in Tennessee.
13: It's that time of day. I have got our, one of our, our favorite grocer on the line, Mr. Miles Johnson. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, what kind of great specials uh, do you guys have today that uh, everybody's going to want to come in and get?
8: Well, this week we got ground chuck for three fifty nine a pound, old boneless pork loins a a pound, seedless watermelons five ninety nine each, food club sugar two for five, and Dasani twenty four pack water four ninety nine.
13: Great deals as always, and uh, they run all the way through next Tuesday. And again, you guys are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th Street. And uh, again, you know, easy parking, well-lit area, friendly staff. So, Miles, thank you as always. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, people need to come in and uh, pick up some of them goodies from you. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. All right. That again was Miles Johnson there from Foodland. Make sure you check them out on West 7th and seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Uh, to go through all the specials.
7: This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. The show
0: back with you. It's absolutely outstanding. Without further ado, bring it up in my man. Eris with your smokies. Eris, welcome in, brother. My, um, my, uh, whatever it's called, whatever you call that thing, my GPS is talking to me. I'm coming to you from the. Absolutely on the road to Mecca. Your home in Pennsylvania, but you're smart enough not to live there just like I am. But uh, I'm on the road to PA right now, going to go back and see some old friends. Good for the souls, great Bob Seeger once said. But we've got a great, great week ahead of us at Smokey's Baseball. Now, Eris, tell the truth. On free hot dog night, how many can you put down beginning tomorrow? Our fans can put down as many hot dogs as they want
3: tomorrow. There's no limit to the amount of Needs. hot dogs you can eat tomorrow.
0: Needs. Basically, it's Harris, talk to me. Deep. How many can yeah. you eat in one oh. sitting?
3: In one sitting, oh man, I think, I think at the very most, at the very most, I can put down maybe like eight or nine. So, I mean, that's like really pushing it. You're talking about with the bun too. You know, I'm a big like grilling the hot dogs in the backyard type thing. So like if it's just the actual wieners, I think I'd put down a little bit more, but the bread, I think it slows me down a bit. So fans can come out tomorrow for free hot dog night. There's no limits. There is only one small, small catch, you know. Uh, You have to have a ticket to the game, of course. So, you know, come on in, go to the concession stand, grab some hot dogs, eat some hot dogs, get back in line. You know, it's going to be fantastic. All brought to you by our friends at Waste Connections. That's tomorrow. Free hot dog night. There's no other team out there that would do such a thing.
0: Hey, Beano, Jeff Henderson, how many dogs slash wieners could you eat if given the opportunity?
1: Uh, Tony, back in the day, I might have been able to match what Eris was talking about, uh, but I think I could only go half of that now. Three or four will do me, and I'll probably get three or four free ones tomorrow when I'm there. There you go, Bino. Jeff, what do
0: you put on a dog? What's what when you're when you're dressing a dog? What do you put on it?
1: I like uh, I, I like uh, mustard, chili, and onion. Tony.
0: Boom, 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 and boom. How about you, Aris? You know what? I think you hit the nail
3: on the head right there. You know, I'm a, if it's a casual hot dog, you know, just the mustard. But if I'm going to go all out, I think you got to put the chili as well as the onion on there too. I think that that you, you hit the nail on the head
0: on that one. Oh man! Well, the onions That's great because the onions great because later on, what what you do is if you're like me, I will get two. Two with the onion on them, and maybe some, uh, maybe some chili or maybe not, but always mustard. And then you get a good belch going later, and you taste it like four hours later, Eris. It's awesome.
3: <laughs> it's it's the American way, really. You know.
0: Um, no question about it. All right, so that's Tuesday, free hot dog night. What well, we got cooking on Wednesday? Race fans, race fans
3: you know Wednesday's all you can eat Wednesday of course you know purchase your tickets now they go by real quickly 19.99 for all you can eat Wednesday Thursday of course thirsty Thursday Friday we have Pete the Cat night for those that don't know about him he is a lovable children's uh character in books and he has his own television show so Pete the Cat is going to be here at the ballpark uh for the fa- the parents out there you know that have like little ones probably between the ages of uh Uh, eight and under, or, you know, they have little ones of that age, this is a great opportunity to meet uh, a lovable uh, cartoon character, Pete the Cat. He'll be here on Friday. And then on Saturday, it's going to be our Paint the Park, Pink Night. You know, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 Pete the Cat, whoa. Pete the Cat, Pete the Cat. So my brother-in-law, John, loves cats, and he is a big Pete the Cat fan. He wanted me to let you know. That there are some adults out there that love Pete the Cat, too. In fact, he's coming up from Chattanooga to come and see Pete the Cat on Friday night. Now, how close can people get to Pete the Cat?
3: They can get up close and personal. I mean, this is like arm around the cat.
0: Okay, because he wanted to know, can I take pictures with Pete the Cat? So I'm going to let John know. Uh, when he comes up from Chattanooga, he can take his, he can take photos with Pete the Cat. Will you confirm nor deny that?
3: Confirmed. Photos and autographs with the Pete the Cat this Friday at Smoky Stadium.
14: All right.
0: Um, what's coming up on Saturday, Eris?
3: Yes, Saturday is our Paint the Park Pink Night. So we're encouraging everybody out there to wear their pink. We're working together with Making Strides Against Breast Cancer. And our players are going to be wearing specialty uniforms, pink ones, of course. They're fantastic. Uh, They're going to be wearing those during the game. And then you can bid on those starting on Thursday at 5 o'clock. And uh, all of the proceeds are going to go towards our friends at Making Strides Against Breast Cancer. We're going to have a couple of survivors out onto the field. We're going to honor them during the game. Overall, it's a fantastic night. Uh, it concludes the firework show Friday and Saturday. Firework shows and Saturday, of course, is uh, our making tries against breast cancer night. So, it's a great, great cause to come out to the game, and it's a great excuse to come out to the game too, to support the hometown team and support a great cause.
0: Eris, I commend you in every way, shape and form for what you what you guys do and the way you reach the community, the way you do and. Caduce to your entire organization for that incredible All Star game that you put on up in the Tri Cities last week for the uh, folks in the Appy League, and those kids got a first play, first class rather um, uh, treatment up there, and everything that you guys have done in your organization, Eris, it does not go unnoticed or unappreciated. In my world, my brother. So on the way out, if folks want to go see. The Smokies this weekend, including Pete the Cat on Friday. My brother-in-law just texted me again and said he's pumped. Uh, How do uh, folks find out more information?
3: Feel free to give us a call at 865-286-2300, but we're open 24-7 at SmokiesBaseball.com. You can buy all of your tickets and keep up with all of our theme nights and giveaways on there. SmokiesBaseball.com.
0: And that's why you're the man, Smokiesbaseball.com. Eris, thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Bino, what was your favorite character like that, inanimate object character? Do you have one? Mine was Bugs Bunny back in the day.
1: Whoa, Tony, let's see. Mine... Um, uh, Do you remember Peter Puck? Popeye, I
0: love Popeye. Love me some Popeye. The Coyote. There are a bunch of guys out... Well, there's a bunch of guys out where I live who look like Popeye. But no offense to me. Let's go to the phones, and we'll get as many people in here as humanly possible. Volkswagen, welcome in. Hey,
14: what's up, up, Andy?
0: How you doing? Well, you know,
14: uh, life's a lot better after uh, you know what uh, you know what I'm talking about the other day. So uh, it's just focusing on the season, you know. Uh, I bought my uh, my ticket for Nashville this morning, so got that taken care of. So, for the first game and my boy at Warren, he come home today so that was huge and I think he's I think that's a big relief off of him because uh, I think he was just ready to get it over with and you know then try to go get some other key pieces and you know, uh, I What really
0: can you tell us about money. him? What, what kind of young man is he and what can you tell us about him Andy?
14: Well I will say this: He's not scared of nobody when it comes to him on the field. He's he reminds me he reminds me a lot of Javante Sprague and Darnell Wright because uh, okay. So, you know, someone the other day was trying to say that I was being racist when it comes to um, John Campbell, but the gorilla the gorilla gang thing originated from Javante Spragans. So, there's a lot of kids nowadays, they'll use the gorilla emojis, and and, and it's not that they're, you know, they're being racist, they're not being racist at all. And I know where it come from, and I know what it's about, because I'm very close with Spragon. So, well, Andy, I, Andy,
0: I think your heart is in the right place. Uh, you're a young man who I know uh, has befriended many of the players. They they, they kind of consider you sort of an insider. I know well, you yeah, know I this mean, young you guy from no. Texas. Is why I asked you about him. How do you feel? How do you feel, Andy, about this kid's opportunity to play right tackle early in this league? Are you buying or selling he that, will, Andy?
14: He will. I think he will absolutely start um because it's just his mindset he he has that mindset that he's not afraid to work like he reminds me like I said so much of Javante Spragans Spragan's man when he came he he wanted to he wanted to be it, you know when he went on that visit and he made that poor kid cry before he even got that offer. I mean, he had a mindset.
0: And, uh, you know. B- Bino, do you have any questions for Andy? Do you have any questions, Bino, for Andy on this?
1: Uh, I, I do not, Tony. I'm just sitting back listening and uh, taking it all in. All
0: right. Well, that's fair enough. Andy, I got to ask you something now. Are you, okay. what is the latest? Is everything cool? are you coming to games this fall and all that good stuff what's the latest there
14: yes everything is good to go it was a big misunderstanding the chief of god he had sent a letter to the house and there was someone on the staff at the at the facility that had thought that i was banned and they called and and then they came down and and uh i tried to tell them that they weren't right and then so then, uh, the other day, I had to email it. They they finally remembered that they had sent it to the house, and they're like, you know, you're good to go. And I said, you know, I appreciate it. And I said, you know, I'm sorry that it happened. I said, but, you know, I'm glad it's over. You know, they can move on. You know, there's no hard feelings between us. You know, I can go back to the vault shop. It's a beautiful thing. And I, I told him, I was like, you know, there's so much other things that y'all got to worry about, you know, protecting our kids, protecting our students, making sure these nasty-ass guys that want to go on campus and mess with these females and stuff like that dude did a while back, um, you know, they locked him up. It, you know, that's what they're there for. And, and I told him, I said, there's no hard feelings between us. I said, you know, I have no, I have no well, anger toward them.
0: Yeah, listen listen, you're right. You're you're right, and you handled it you handled it properly, and I'm proud of you for doing that. But this calls for a celebratory rhyme now. I would like to sell now that we're all again, the the theme of today's show is that we're all in cruising altitude, we're all in smooth air, we're gonna have a fun football season out in front of us. So go mm-hmm. ahead and bus one for Bino. Bus us
14: one. All right. Yes, third, you know what? Ball swag, he coming back. You know what? He's already back on campus. You know what? He's about to make a rap. You know what? Because Tennessee coming back. You know what? Tony B. Yep, that's right. He from Tennessee. You know what? He's the real man. You know why? Because he is the man. Let's go. (laughs) Boom! Boom, boom, boom,
0: boom, boom. Thank you, uh, Andy. Good talking to you. Let's move along here and uh, go from one character to another. W. Lynn, welcome in. How
8: are my friends and compatriots doing today? What's up, W. Lynn? Well, I couldn't get on with John Adams the other day. Uh, I've got two pictures of myself at Rebel Railroad. I found
0: another one. Beautiful. Well, see, we're going to do that in our third hour on Thursday. In our third hour on Thursday, you got to bone John Adams up on that.
8: Okay, I'm on the train with my cousin. It's 1963, so I'm seven years old. And uh, yeah, I need to bone him. And the other picture is me in the Rebel Railroad jail like a fake jail you get your picture made in so uh <laughs> and were were uh you one of the
1: ones that uh got a gun or you didn't get a gun and you just like kick people in the jimmy when they came in there on the train well we, we had those little
8: cat pistols and we did get in trouble because uh, me and my cousin I, I tripped a guy and he kicked him and they had to make an announcement or something about you know you Please don't touch the guys or something. I can't remember. But the, the Yankees came down from the hill in the woods. And the trains. They stopped the train. Then they got on, ran up and down the cars. And that's yeah. I, I didn't hit him in the Jimmy. I think I tripped him or kicked him.
0: <laughs> what do you got? What do you guys think It's was like? Memphis wrestling or something? You're kicking the actors? I mean, my gosh. <laughs> Two college students trying to earn a living. You know. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so great. I can't wait for you. John Adams didn't believe it. He doesn't believe it, didn't believe it. I told him we had a whole third hour one day during the uh, pandemic. We had a whole we had a whole third hour about it one day, and he didn't believe me. He was like, no, there's no way that existed. I said, I think it existed, Yeah, it did.
8: Yeah, it did exist. In the, I, in I the also 60. tried
0: to tell him about the bear. Well, how about the bear that drank uh, that would drink a Coke for you? That was real, too, wasn't it?
8: Yeah, it was. You know, and and the railroad I think is still there at Dollywood, the actual rail, I think they still use the same rail it is. but that's that's about all there. was. It's
1: more beautiful than that, Tony. We met at Cas Walker's store and got on a bus to go up there. Did you?
8: <laughs> that's great, V. Together. Guys, did anybody see Charles Barkley on 60 Minutes yesterday?
0: I did not. Was it any good? I meant to watch it. It
8: it was pretty good, but uh, he he doesn't like the way college sports is going with people being able to jump teams. But he, he did say in three to five years, he thinks he'll be like 25 super teams, super schools, about 25, which is kind of what we've been saying.
0: I think the number's higher than that, but we are definitely heading toward Super Conference City here. There's no doubt about it. And the question becomes then, do they, do they make these guys go to school? Do they not? Or are, the, are these programs loosely affiliated with these universities? Because they've got to figure out, if they're going to do that, they've got to figure out a way to get around all the Title IX stuff. Because that's really the only thing holding them back. Uh, is the – but the kids eventually are going to want a revenue share with all the money that's out there. And I just can't believe how much money's out there. I just – you know, I'm I'm right thinking, now you, took Tennessee over yeah. $200 million in revenue. Imagine if the football team starts winning like it did back in the 90s, winning at that clip, how much money Tennessee could rake
8: in. Imagine that. Well, we sold 70,000 uh, season tickets this year. What would you say the average donation from the richest guy down to the lowest donor? It, would you say the average is two thousand dollars for seventy thousand season ticket holders?
0: Bino's my Bino's my money guy in this deal.
8: know, <laughs> do you have to donate? know, yeah.
1: uh, do, you, do you have to donate or? I, I do not, W Lynn. Uh, I'm. I'm still grandfathered in, in our seats, so I'm not
8: required to donate. But if you think about it, if it isn't, say, say the average 2000 that's $140 million right there before they kick off the first game. You know, not counting TV revenue or anything. Uh, people like Pittsburgh and Wake Forest and Mississippi and State, they, they can't keep up with that.
0: They can't do it. What do you think, Tony? I'm doing your math for you, W. Lynn. That is 140 million dollars in ticket revenue. You're right. Uh, that sounded a lot very high to me. That's but you're correct. It's 140 million dollars.
8: Okay, say so you get 100. That's nuts. People in how there. much
0: money's in this?
8: You take 100,000 people in there. Yep. You take the price of the ticket. Food souvenirs. Let's say they spend two hundred. That's twenty million
0: dollars a home game. That's another hundred and forty million. The most that's hat per hat cap. Hat twenty million. Yep, 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 yep. And of course, you got to pay to put on all that stuff. You got to pay your staff. You got to pay the indemnity and all that stuff. And you know that that could get. I'm sure that would get expensive. But W Lynn, you've got to um, look. There's so much money in it, it's crazy, it's insane, it's nuts. Uh, Charles Barkley's and, and, probably not far off, and I think within the next ten years it's going to mutate into whatever it's going to mutate into. Uh,
8: and Let me let me tell you what a great job Danny White and Josh Hopple have done just with football. The whole athletic department is good. We are sports world, America, or whatever you want to call it. But in the last 10 years, I looked up the losses of all the SEC teams from Phil Steele's magazine. What do you think we rank in the least amount of losses?
1: What is the time frame, W. What
8: do you mean by that? 10 years. 10 years. Last like, 10, 10 years, years. Alabama's lost 14 games. In 10 years, Georgia's lost 26. Where do you oh i do you think we've lost in 10 years
0: we're probably 10
8: yeah we're probably important.
0: 10 we're probably 10 in the league in that category
8: we're, we're, we have 56 losses we tie with uh, Missouri, but they have more wins they're 70 and 56 we're 68 and 56. so yeah we're 10 and, and what and number this, is that uh, in the league 10 That's yeah. number 10 that's 10 out of 14. okay yeah. The only teams below us are South Carolina, if Tennessee Kentucky, yeah, yeah, and Indiana, Arkansas. Now here's, here's Wow, that is just that's amazing what we did last year. That's what I'm saying now. Texas is coming into league. Yep. And we always compare ourselves with them. Over ten years, we're sixty-eight and fifty-six. Over ten years, Texas. Is sixty nine and fifty six? You can't get much more even than that. In wow! In the
0: league they're playing in, in the league, yeah. Imagine, uh, Brian, what their numbers going to look like the first ten years after joining the league? Because I can guarantee you, they ain't winning sixty nine games. They
9: play Georgia, Alabama every year.
0: Not in this league. Yeah, exactly.
14: And Oklahoma. Oh, those, well, they that's they want, the thing they, they might on. do for them. They
0: they might,
8: yeah. Oklahoma's 103
14: Go ahead, Doug, and 28 in t- 10 years, Oklahoma. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're moving up, oh, but I, I'm just telling people, you know, if
8: we lose a few games this year, let's don't jump off the boat. <laughs> you know, things could happen. I, you know, I'm like everybody else. I'm, I love Roger. Roger had us going 12-0 every year. I try to believe that. But if we lose a few, we got to stick with this. Coach, we got to stick with our team. We're the Tennessee Volunteers. We don't give up. We don't quit. So don't be discouraged if we lose a couple, three games this year is what I'm trying to say.
0: W. Lynn, you're my man. That's my one, and I appreciate the call, my one concern about this fan base is they think this program has arrived. And it hasn't arrived. Now, it's arriving, but it hasn't arrived. It's not there yet. And that's okay to say that out loud. Because I'm not into setting people up for disappointments. It's not my style. And I'm also not into hoisting undue expectations on a very good, bright, young head coach. We're not there yet. People hate my my take on the Georgia game my take on the Georgia game is realistic. It's realistic, and it's not going to set this bright young coach up for failure. It's just not what we're going to do. So 865-200-5402 if you want to join us. We come back on the other side. I want to hear from you. We'll continue our conversation. If you missed it, Andy gave us a wrap for the ages. A few minutes ago, one for the literal ages. As we come back, Bino, uh, your first two off the Isle White, the Isle of White. Your first two coaches are
1: uh, Kelly Jolly Harper and Rick Barnes.
0: Bino, who do you have ranked at the bottom? Do you have? tony vols further ensconced in the isle of Wight or josh heupel further ensconced in the isle of Wight because we all need to cheer that oklahoma does really really well this year because i'm of the belief and so is john adams that josh he goes right idea they would be crazy not to go after him and by the way Florida fans have to be sick at their stomach that they're watching Amish football when they had a guy right down the road who's the most innovative coach in college football since, offensively, since Steve Spurrier himself. You know it's got to gall go those people, Beano, that he was 90 miles from their campus.
1: Yeah, it. it you know it. Tony it was just. I don't think anyone here was terribly happy when when the hire was made. Uh, it's uh, it's just something that has just worked out tremendously well, uh, and and we just found a gem. We found a gem.
0: Yep, and Sean Sinclair said some things are just meant to be. Tennessee football was, as he said, was not going to stay down forever. Boston. But it's- it's, as W. Lynn said it very well, it's it is reawakening. It's not fully awakened yet, I don't think. Do you think it is, Bino? I don't think it's fully awakened yet.
1: Uh, no, I don't think it's it's fully awakened yet, Tony. I, I certainly think that it's it's going in an accelerated pace in the right direction. Um, so I'm uh, I'm 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 really optimistic for the future. Doesn't mean we won't have a year or so uh, when when we don't uh, meet expectations, but uh, I'm I'm really happy with the with the progress of the program.
0: Come back on the other side 865-200-5402. It five four zero two. It is, ladies and germs, your Tony Basilio show on a Monday, going where no other programs dare go. After this,
11: spread the word. And get the
9: app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM Columbia.
1: Cab with Murray County Public Schools and the big yellow school bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on one oh one point seven WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
0: Richard, welcome in on this Monday. Hey, what's up, Tony? Welcome in, Richard. <clears throat> hello, hello hey, Richard. Man. Good to good to talk with you guys, man. Wonderful, beautiful day out here today. So um,
8: great conversation. Hey, uh, yes, so sir. I, um, like Andy talked about, you know, I have a chance to uh, to pull the trigger on my on a seat for the Tennessee Virginia game. My my debate is I have a chance to get a, a really nice club level seat with parking right in front of the stadium. Uh, the cost though on those club level seats are three hundred fifteen dollars just for regular, just for the price of that ticket. That's before anybody else puts any money in. So, kind of dilemma: if they'll want to sit there or spend two hundred dollars and sit down in the lower bowl with the with more of the fans. What do you think,
1: <laughs> Richard? I, you know I've what's been your been advice? Open, I, I've been to the openers uh, in Nashville. Um, if it were me, and I could be in that club level out of that sun, a uh, hundred dollars is nothing. <laughs>
8: All right, you know, that's what, that's what, that's what I'm going to do, because that, that ability to go in and out of air conditioner is available. Um, and the game is a uh, 11 o'clock kickoff Nashville time, so, yes, the sun will be very hot that morning <laughs> in Nashville. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's opportunity, so I think I'll probably pull that trigger. But my question is, Tony B., are you, are you coming in? Are you coming in to Nashville?
0: No, n- no, because I, I've i got duties to do on the post-game show, and I execute the, execute that flawlessly on Garza Law fifth-quarter fan reaction right from the friendly, air-conditioned confines.
8: All right, well, I was just checking, man. I was hoping you actually would, would do the show from um, Nashville and set up a spot and come visit with all of us. I was going to take you out to dinner Friday night. But... Understand. Well, you're a good man brother
0: i appreciate the offer and there's no no doubt about it i would have appreciated it
8: well like i said look look forward to uh getting a chance to meet all you guys because we've never met all we ever do is talk so i'll get up to knoxville eventually for uh one of the other games in calhoun's on a friday uh when y'all do uh the show from there so i look forward to uh getting up there but uh Hey, also a little bit of recruiting. You know, you was talking to Andy about, uh, Mr. Warren Bennett, our new offensive tackle out of Texas. Um, you know, when I watch his film, Tony, and, and I'm going based off his junior film, uh, one, I do know the kid and understand everything, uh, from the coach's stuff. His work ethic is off the charts. He has some immense ability and opportunity to, to be a really great player, um, in time at Tennessee, but, He's not ready to come into the SEC and play immediately. He's got a lot to learn when it comes to skill to play offensive line at this, at, in this in the SEC. Um, and now he could turn it on a little more this senior year and clean up some things. But his junior film shows me some technique stuff he's really got to get better at before he can take off at this uh, in the SEC level.
1: You know, Richard, I wouldn't think that that's a Well,
0: it's interesting you'd idea. say that.
8: Well, there, there, there's a term that we call in, in offensive line coaching, when I had a chance to coach and work with offensive linemen, it's called pounding the post. So when you, as an offensive tackle, have to set outside, and then you have to pound the post, which means you got to get your feet moving back inside to take away the inside and that's one thing that he's got to work on before he can handle SEC speed, man, because when you got a guy who gives you that move outside and then he's going to come inside and you got to quickly get those feet pounding back inside, that's very difficult for all new offensive linemen. they got to work at that and get better, and that was one of the weaknesses that I saw in his tape. But that's every kid coming out of high school. it's very few, uh, Tony, that have that skill set that are ready just to, to master those type of things to play in this level. But size-wise, strength-wise, work ethic—it's all there. He's got the skill and the feet to get better. It's just a matter, like I said, Coach Ellaby will do his magic and will take his immense abilities that he has and hone him into a really, really good player over time.
0: Thank you, Richard. Excellent talking to you. Excellent insight. Pound the post. Pound the post. Back to the phones we go. Mariano, welcome in.
15: Fino, you guys there? Hello. Yes, sir, Mariano. Go ahead. What's up,
0: brother Mariano? Welcome in. Hey.
15: Uh, just, just one thing that, that I have to say about the kid that's supposed to commit today—the kid from Texas. When you're six, seven, and three thirty. And you're coming out of high school, you've got half of it whipped already. And the kid does have good feet. I saw him playing basketball. So that's how you close up. That's how you close the gap quicker when you get the number five tackle in the country. Uh, that's what we lack right now. I mean, offensive scheme wise, he's the best. I, you know, I I would put our scheme offensively against anybody. So just, just the big uglies. And, uh, I think we're definitely getting there. Uh, about Rebel Railroad, um, everything that you guys have said is right on. Uh, and the the bear who drank the drinks was uh, was on the way. There was a store there, a little store, and the bear was outside. And I guess being will remember his name. His name was Mudslide. But the reason his name was Mudslide is because he drank those uh, soft drinks and those uh, brownie. Uh, chocolate drinks and uh, so there was a lot of um, mud sliding around so to speak. <laughs> M- mud <Muts. laughs> Mudslide was his name. Yes, it was mudslide. Um, and I, I if you guys can remember that when uh, uh, but anyway Tony I know that uh, I heard this Friday and I know that, what a musician you are so sad to see Ra- Randy Meisner pass away. And, uh, oh, my
0: gosh, man. So sad. I
15: mean, I, you know, the Eagles were never the same, you know, after he left. And he left really early in like at the end of Hotel California. So, uh, you know, in all the songs he wrote for the Eagles, not only not only sang but but wrote. And probably my favorite Eagles song of all time, and uh, my wife's too, is the Try and Love Again. And he does an absolutely excellent job doing oh. that song.
0: So, uh, Just an absolutely it, gorgeous gorgeous voice, Mariano. Just a gorgeous yeah. voice. Absolutely. Yeah.
15: All right, Tom. See you, brother.
0: Thank you. I would be remiss as well today if I didn't acknowledge the passing of exotic Adrian Street, who's passed away, uh, one of the uh, great wrestlers of all time, one of the great gimmicks of all time, exotic Adrian Street passing away today as we get ready to go back to our phones. And you're only going to have us for a few more minutes, so if you want to get in, 865-200-5402 is the numero uno, numero uno, numero do. Bino, who's m- most secure uh, in your mind on Tennessee's campus, right? Who, who's uh, When you rank those coaches in terms of the last one off the aisle white, Right now, who's last off the aisle? White, Bino.
1: I've got uh, Tony Balls, the last off the island. Tony. I mean, all indications are he loves it here. They've begun the uh, the uh, facility upgrades. He's an absolute icon here. Loved. Uh, I I just I can't and he'll never recover that anywhere else. I can't imagine uh, uh, leaving all that here and starting over after what he's built here.
0: And it seems like in their sport, Bino, guys stay 25 and 30 years. It seems like it's the one sport where people hang around and stay. When you are when you get that, like, for instance, how long has Corbin been down at Vanderbilt right now, Bino? 20 years?
1: I would guess uh, knocking on the door 20 if he's not been there 20.
0: And so my point is that it, it seems like uh, – those guys are almost become lifers when they get in a spot where they can do
1: it. Yeah. I want to say something real quick about Highball, Tony. I had him, I had him next to last to go off. And I, I, I know that, uh, that he's a, uh, I, I know that he's an attractive candidate for both colleges and the NFL. And I know that we look at Oklahoma and it scares us. And I may be blocking here, Uh, But I just can't see Heupel leaving uh, a place where he's got a boss that's hired him twice to return to a place that once fired him and to coach in the exact same league he's already in. I just don't think that's happening.
0: Well, I've just learned to never say never, and and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I, I think the tug of your alma mater, you know, when he was talking about the way and it was an interesting answer he gave he was like look I got no hard feelings toward Oklahoma in fact when I went there at a junior college it's a place that ended up changing my life he said if it weren't for the fact that I went there to play quarterback I would not be standing up here right now which I thought was a very interesting uh, answer by him and that you know that that sounds to me like a guy that Appreciated his time there. I do know what you're saying, Bino, but the tug of the tug of the ability to go home is a pretty powerful thing. Not that he's from there, but that's you know the 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 thing about Oklahoma football is Oklahoma football is not used to winning eight or nine games. It's used to winning eleven or twelve. You heard W. Lynn. W. Lynn said in our last segment over the last ten years. In their league, Oklahoma won thirty more games than Texas. Thirty more, or thirty-one more. I think was the number. I was doing that math in my head. Now that's flat out insane. I mean, that is flat out insane.
1: It's one of the great football programs in history, Tony, and it is his alma mater. So I under—I understand the fear. Uh, i, I just—I think Josh Heupel's emotionally sound enough to look at things the way they are let's get luke
0: in here who's up next with us i appreciate uh bino putting that out there and i certainly hope he's correct really i just want the guy to oklahoma to win so that doesn't even become a thing but let's get luke in i mean yeah luke let's get luke in here luke welcome in hey
12: Charlie. <clears throat> i think the softball coach should be the
0: first one to leave all right
12: and uh, have you read uh, Swagger by Jimmy Johnson?
0: I have not read Swagger by Jimmy Johnson. What year was that, did that book come out?
12: Uh, it came out about, uh, let me see here, came out about three, a couple years ago. Uh, let's say 2022 came out last year. Oh, wow, well, okay. I, have to... I would recommend it to anybody that wants to become a professional athlete or even college. It is really good. Do you like to hear a one little quote
0: from his Sure, read us a quote. Read us a quote, Luke. I, I love when you come on here and give us some of your prose and share some of your knowledge. So go ahead. Well,
12: I got a lot of a lot of books. Sometimes I fall in love with the physical traits of a player and talk myself into ignoring the mental one. It never worked out. Dumb player, no matter how talented find a way to bust their coverage for break-A protection. They contribute to losing games and running season. Dumb players also getting problems off the field. They're the ones you get calls about in the middle of the night. Next time I take a dumb player, hit me over the head with a hammer. (laughs) That's Jimmy Johnson.
0: Luke, that is is an excellent Thing Now, the thing about Jimmy Johnson that was funny that I liked was when he took Cecil Collins, who had some issues, and Cecil Collins ended up, you know, flaming out in uh, Miami very quickly. But Jimmy Johnson said, look, in college ball, you have to pretend like you care about their character. But this is about winning at this level. He said, and I care about one thing. And that guy is a big, strong, fast running back who can help us win. So somewhere in the middle must, uh, must the truth lie, because I think Cecil Collins is the one, Bino, that got caught. He was in some woman, some strange woman's closet when she came home. And for those of you eating right now, don't look up what he did uh, in there. Um, but let's just put it this way. It, 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 well, for some reason, the term Deuce Palmer comes to mind the old, uh, my, the old uh, Alabama player.
12: And uh, one more thing, uh, I think the Yankees, uh, uh, being over Jeff Henderson, I think they're going to go from last to first. They've got Judge back, and they're really playing well.
1: Well, they've they, uh, they got Judge back, Luke, and, I mean, Rodon being back could help them, and uh, – and certainly, uh, if you get Cortez back and he's pitching well, that's a different baseball team than we've seen. But uh, uh, they'll have to have uh, a lot more people swing the bat a whole lot better than they're swinging it right now other than Judge. And they're probably not going back to first. They, they, may, they may make the playoffs, but that'd be about it. Tony, here's two, two
12: callers that I really like. One of them is Vandy Joe. I love Vandy Joe. I thought y'all were You're the last one last week. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. Andy Joe. I'm a Vanderbilt mm-hmm. fan. but I'm more of a Tennessee fan, but I am a Vanderbilt fan. And I love Phil mm. Former. He won a national championship for me
0: mm-hmm. when I went out mm-hmm.
12: there to watch him. So your
0: second favorite caller? Home.
12: Okay. I love Phil Former. But, but he uh, he was wrong in taking that job from Johnny Macon. He should have waited. He should have waited a little bit longer.
0: And who's your second favorite caller, Luke? you got Vandy, Joe, and? Oh, caller. Okay. Uh, Phil. I like
12: Phil. Phil.
0: Oh, okay. He's probably my third. I-
12: I'll put Phil number one and Vandy Joe number two.
0: All right. Uh, Luke, incredible phone call by you. Appreciate the passage out of Jimmy Johnson's book. And, Bino, you left me hanging on my punchline, which could be something in a punch bowl. But, I, Bino, you I, left uh, me...
1: I was muted, Tony, but uh, I found it amusing.
0: Back to the phones we got. Rusty, welcome in here.
8: Thanks, brother. Uh, I want to. I want to say the same thing about Randy Meiser, man. I mean, that dude's voice. That dude's voice, man. Take, mm. take it to the limit is about as great as music can get. I know that song's overplayed, but my gosh, whenever he would kill it, it, it Chills, man. And and the whole thing going down, a lot of him him leaving, you know, kind of coming to the forefront happened in Knoxville. Yes. It's all Yeah. Crazy. Very, very it
0: really crazy. is crazy. It it really is crazy. That's a that's a crazy sidebar is they they were playing a show in Knoxville. They were playing at the old uh, Stokely Athletic Center. It was uh, spring of 78, and uh, he refused to sing the song because they were fighting. They were feuding. They were always fussing and feuding with each other, and basically yeah. they fired him. That night, they fired him.
8: Yeah, it, it, there was actually some some physicality transpired that uh, mm. day between him and between him and Henley, but there's, there's completely no wow. on who started it and who did what and what led up to it. But it was definitely about, it was definitely about that song. But nevertheless, a, 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 another great one passed and it's a, and, and, and you know, we're going to, we're going to miss him. Um, Amen, brother. Vino, Beano, I don't know if you heard the other day, but a certain caller called me out because I don't really buy into his takes very often. And, uh, and your boy Tony here. Just called me everything under the sun.
0: I don't me, know what that.
8: He, he called. I mean, he you know he called me some things that are accurate that I'm annoying and that I'm kind of a jerk, which is true. But he also called me an sob. Um, and, and, what? Um, yeah. Who said that on here? I want to deal with that
0: person. Who said that?
8: The great Tony Basilio said. It.
0: What? Somebody else told me that I launched on you like that and said that I said that. What? What? what?
11: Yeah.
0: I don't remember that. Bino, do you have any thoughts on that?
8: It was was PJ's call that led to it.
0: Oh. PJ probably fed me and uh, led me astray, and I might have been showing off a little bit. But, uh, Bino, do you have any thoughts on... Uh, what Rusty's been referred to on, as on this program. Let's go through them. Let's go through the checklist. Do you find uh, Rusty to be uh, annoying? Bino. Uh, no. Obnoxious. Uh, no. Overly opinionated.
1: Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, boorish. 100%.
0: Do you find him no. boorish, Bino? No. Do you find him? Do you find him chock full of bad takes? no do you find him a no good sob uh absolutely not well rusty if that was said on here you got to understand something it was said in pure jest and only said only by the way that 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 incident happened at the civic coliseum in 77 not stokely uh which is Derek Dooley noted uh and rusty you know you're appreciated by us always, my friend. Always. You know, and the only reason I could haze you, and I think I said I know Rusty can take it, because the first time I met you, I thought this guy's either going to whip me, or we're going to be friends. Because I said that you had my arms grown out of your or my legs growing out of your arm sockets. <laughs> I've
8: heard you say that, man. I, I know it was all in jest, but did you say boorish, or did that word start with now, that one?
0: No, no, Boorish, and you're out of here. You're not. In your dreams, if it, it started with a W. You're a clown. To the radio listener, come back tomorrow.
9: This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia
2: Gypsy Kings featuring Tonino Baleardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. To be, to be the Gypsy be Kings will be performing be, their yeah. greatest hits November 4th at t pac Andrew Jackson Hall. Bambaleo, Bambaleo. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through DoninoBaleardo.com Allowed Loud and Live production.